Hi, Heather. It's Tara. How do I even begin to use this minute to describe the life-changing help and love you've given me? I have no words that can describe the freedom and the blessing that has come into my life because of just reading a few words of yours on a Bible app that led to your books and your podcast, your writings, and then your coaching. It has just changed my life, not only with my relationship with Jesus, but just living in freedom and a comparison-free life, something I really, truly didn't realize I was missing and thought possible until you showed me the path and the way. And I never want to go back to that old life. And I know that I won't. I know that I will continue to live in freedom because of you. So thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your gift, your friendship, your love, your grace. Just, I see God working in you in such a miraculous way. And so, so many women need this and need you. And no matter how hard this journey gets, I know that I'm never alone and that you've shown me there is an, a new way to live, a true new way to live. Hey friend, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to the Compared to Who show today. I hope you also enjoyed hearing from my friend Tara. We had such a great time working together in group coaching last spring. And right now I am filling my group for this fall. So if you want a story like Tara's, if you are tired of dealing with all of this body image stuff in your head 24-7 and you just want to taste some freedom, sign up at least give me a chance in a 10-minute call <laughs> to tell you why you should sign up. You can go to comparedo.me, look for the coaching tab, and under the group coaching tab, you can read all about group coaching, how much it costs. Uh, just scroll all the way to the bottom through the testimonies. You'll find all the information there. Or you can click a button to set up a 10-minute time with me. Or, hey, just sign up. And let's work together because I think that it could be <laughs> the taste of freedom you are looking for. But today we are going to talk about another taste that we sometimes get. Maybe that's a weird way to put it. But I don't know about you, but sometimes I just want another diet. I just want another plan. I just want someone to put it in writing how I can fix all this and find an after picture can you relate to that? I think a lot of us can, right? That's why the whole diet culture thing exists. That's why diets work, because we want an after. We feel like a before and we long for an after. But is finding the next plan the real way to freedom? Oh, I don't know. It seems like it, but probably not. Well, that's where we're going to go today. I hope you get a lot out of it. Let's go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. 
If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show, and hey, tell a friend about it. Well, hey there, friends. Today we are going to talk about what to do when you really, 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 really want to go on a new diet. And I'll be honest with you, this is not the show I had for this first week in August. I had another show planned, but last night I was scrolling, you know, not a lot of good comes out of scrolling, but maybe this episode will be one of those things. And a friend of mine whom I trust had some information on a detox reset kind of plan. And she had it surrounded with enough like disclaimers and extra information that I felt safe reading it. And I was in a full blown wrestling match as to whether or not I should go on this liquid diet, essentially, for the next three days. Oh, maybe you've been there, too. You know, the plans are so tempting. It is so hard not to believe that I could just pay $150 and spend three days and then have all of my body image, body weight, body insecurity issues disappear. That is the temptation and it's real, isn't it? Are you nodding along right now? Because if so, like I feel you. This is, this is hard. And here's what I've been learning. So some of you have been following my intuitive eating journey. And so you hear the good, bad, and the ugly. If you haven't listened to those episodes yet, check them out. I think they're really good. They're not really about food. (laughs) None of this is really about food. Uh, They're about much deeper things than food. But one of the habits that I developed personally, middle school, maybe even a little before that, fourth, fifth grade, was the habit of believing I could find a plan, find a way to eat that would save me. Now, that language might sound a little strange or uncomfortable or maybe even awkward, like it doesn't fit in a conversation about going on a diet. But if you've not followed any of my stuff before, let me just kind of give you my punchline. (laughs) Okay, my punchline is this. Diets sell us a form of religion. And I'm going to do a whole episode on this very soon. So be on the lookout for that. But diets sell us a type of salvation. They show us a before picture, and that is someone who's miserable, right? Stuck in a body that they don't like, that they don't enjoy, that they're not comfortable in. And then the after picture is their life is fabulous now that they have this body. And that is the message that all diets sell us. Now they do it in a variety of ways. Some are focused on wellness and maybe they're not selling you a thin body, but they're selling you an optimally healthy body, right? If you eat this way, you will never have another health struggle again. You'll be free in that way. And that's appealing too. That's tempting. I mean, especially with aging, I feel the the temptation to how can I be more healthy? Shouldn't I do everything it takes to be optimally Optimally healthy. But I talked about this in an episode earlier this year. Like, 
eating perfectly doesn't guarantee me optimal health, right? It'd be nice if it did, but it doesn't. Ultimately, God is in control of my health, right? And so back to diets and the before and after picture, this is a false type of salvation. And that's why a lot of the work I do is to bring to light this issue of body image idolatry. So an idol is anything that we believe will save us. That's not Jesus. Okay, that's that's an oversimplistic definition. If, if you want to dig deep into modern day idolatry, I have a lot of great resources I could send you to on that. That's one of the things we do in my coaching program is we dig deep into, ooh, what are these idols in our lives? Why are we stuck following them? And it is an exercise that is eye-opening and mind-blowing for most of my clients because there are so many of these ways we have been taught to believe something will save us that isn't Jesus. And you guys, it can be good things. I talk to clients who, you know, have made their husband or marriage an idol or who've made children an idol or who've made jobs an idol, right? So it's not just body But if you're listening to the show today, there's a good chance that body might be a big one for you. And it certainly was for me. So like I was saying, this is a long standing habit of my heart, of my mind. This is a belief system. I see that ad on Instagram or I see that post on Facebook and I say, ooh, that's salvation. Now, I don't say it that bluntly, of course, right? But that is really what I am tempted to buy, salvation. Now, let's just think about this for a second, right? Can a new diet plan really save me in the way that I long to be saved? Of course it can't. Only Jesus can do that, right? But at the time, it feels like this temporary kind of salvation might feel pretty good too. That's what I call the Jesus plus gospel. Like, yes, I have you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Now, just give me a great body to go with it, and then I'll have everything I need for this life, right? But I think God wants us to rest in the shadow of his wings. He wants to be our security. He wants to be our safety. He doesn't want our security, our safety, our confidence, our identity to be rooted in our bodies. Now hear me. I'm not saying you don't take care of your body, right? Uh, I saw something else on Instagram. I probably need to stay off Instagram, y'all, but maybe it inspires better shows. But I saw something else that said like that people who believe that you know, and and having a better body, don't believe in moving their body or something just weird like that. And I was like, what? Like, my people know (laughs) that that it's okay to move your body, that accepting your body, believing God made your body on purpose for a purpose does not mean you don't move your body. So that was just weird to me. But I say all that to say that there are things we believe about diet plans, and we have believed about diet plans that just aren't true. And so today, I want to look at this from three different angles, okay? So if you, like me, see that thing, and you know, fall is a big time for people to start diets, right? Because we're getting kids back into school routine, or we're just getting ourselves personally like back into routine, right? September, summer's over, now let's get back to it, and we'll start, you know, accomplishing our goals this fall, before the holidays, we'll get it all done, you know, all those things, right? I I did an episode 
it was years and years ago, um, about back to school time and how I am just lousy at keeping new routines for more than like two weeks. I mean, I'm a homeschool mom. And so I can have things like super set up and we got checklists and we got charts and we got all the things. And this is how we're going to do it this year. And let me tell you, by day 14, we are back to doing it the way we've done it every other year. So if that's you, I can empathize for certain. But the point is, we're tempted at this time of year to start something new, to change all the things, to make it a new us. It's it's just almost as much pressure as in January, the new year, new you stuff. It comes every fall. And so you're going to start seeing more advertisements in your social media or just even on the internet for plans because they know this is a time when you are ready to start something new. But today I want to look at three different angles as to why maybe you shouldn't start something new. And those angles are, I'm going to look at this from the perspective of the past, from the perspective of the future, and the, from the perspective of the present, okay? So pausing just a moment to look at our past. Uh, the average woman, I, oh, I wish I could remember the number. I think it's 61. I think by the time she's reached age 45 has tried 61 different diets. That's a statistic that was rolling around here the last couple of months. 61 different diets. And so the question I've seen rolling around the internet and one that I'm writing in my new book is if the last 61 didn't work, why would 62 work? Or the other thing that I've been thinking about lately is the language we use, right? We say things like, well, keto really worked for me. And then the follow-up question is, oh, okay, so you're still eating that way? Well, no, no, you know, I, I had to stop. Like, life got busy and, you know, carbs are necessary when life is busy. Oh, okay, so so what does that look like for you now? Well, I've gained the weight back. Oh, okay, but keto worked for you? <laughs> it's like we need to redefine worked, right? Because worked, I think probably should mean worked permanently, like I've solved it, not worked for two or three weeks or two or three months, right? But we do this, right? Oh, IF, intermittent fasting, that really worked for me until you gained all the weight back or Optavia really worked for me until I gained all the weight back or Weight Watchers really worked for me until I gained all the weight back. Like friends, the data on dieting is so solid and so hidden. 95% of diets fail in that if you lose weight on them, and hear me, you may lose weight on them, you will gain it all back and chances are more within one to five years of going off of that diet. Friends, they don't work. You would never take a medicine with a 95% failure rate. And yet, all of that data is not what comes to our mind when we see the ad go by on Instagram. We believe that we are <laughs> going to be the unicorn and we are going to defy all the odds. We're going to be in the 5%. We're going to follow the plan and we're going to lose weight forever and ever. Amen. It's going to be magical. Our lives are going to be awesome and we're never going to have to think about this body stuff again. And, and hear me, friend, if you've read Compared to Who... Okay, you know that I feel you. You know that I've believed that. You know that I wanted that too. But I know that's not the way it works. So before you start a new plan this fall, stop and think, 
why didn't the others work? It wasn't your fault. It's not a lack of willpower on your fault. Your, your body is really smart and it knows what it needs. And so if you're leaving a macronutrient out, guess what? At some point, your body's going to demand you eat that macronutrient. Or if you're trying not to eat all day and you get home and you eat all the things, that's not a lack of willpower. That's called your body is hungry. Your body's going to eat whatever it can find quickly so it can feel better again. Friends, our bodies are not the enemy. And I'm going to do a show on this soon too. We need to treat them with kindness. We need to nourish them. We need to feed them. And I believe that all of this food schizophrenia, this, oh, if I don't eat this. Oh, if I leave this out. Oh, if I only eat like this. Oh, if I only eat these times. Like all of this stuff ignores our bodies. It's really kind of mean <laughs> to our bodies if you think about it. What we've put them through. And, and I, there's no judgment, my friend. I've done every one of them twice, okay? So here, no judgment, no guilt, no shame, no condemnation from me whatsoever. Today, I simply want to turn a bright flashlight on and say, let's stop and look back. It didn't really work. It's not the answer. The next plan is not going to fix it. Okay, so let's look ahead. What about the future? Why are we even tempted to go on diets? Because of that future we dream of. We dream of being free. We dream of resting. I say this in The Burden of Better. The reason that women go on diets, and men too, is not so they can be on a diet for the rest of their life. You go on a diet with the hope and belief that someday you'll just be able to be normal around food and rest. We're tired of thinking about it. We're tired of counting stuff. We're tired of measuring stuff. We're tired of having to follow the plan and having this consume so much brain space. We're tired of feeling guilty if we want to eat a cookie. We're tired of feeling guilty if we were too exhausted to do our regular workout and just went for a walk instead. Like all of these things, my friend. They take up mental space. And so we want a future without any of that. We just want to rest. And that's why it's so tempting. But friend, if you've gone on 61 diets or 16 or two or whatever your number is, you know that there's not freedom at the end of the plan. The plan ends you may feel better for a little while if you lost some weight. You know, you may feel like you've accomplished something. You may like the way you look better. Your clothes might fit better. All of those things are true. I'm not going to deny it. You may feel better for a little while, but then you go off the plan or you go on the plan maintenance. Your body starts to change again and you're right back where you started. That's not the future you want. The future you want is freedom. The future you want is rest. And so friend, I got to tell you, another diet this fall is not going to fix that. It's just going to repeat the pattern. How many more diets are you going to go on before you learn it's not the answer. There's not this magic formula. I talk about this in Compared to Who also, the book. It's not like this magic formula. If I could just do all the things right, then I'll like unlock the combination to my perfect body. Like I'd like to believe that way. I did believe that way. I'm still tempted to believe that way. But it just doesn't work that way, my friend. And it's so funny, right? Because like if I said to you, 
there's no like magic combination to unlock the formula for financial success or for perfect parenting or perfect marriage. You'd be like, yeah, of course. I know there's no perfect marriage. I know there's no perfect parent. I know there's no perfect way to make money, right? Everything's messy, right? We accept that about other things in life, that they're messy, they're uncomfortable, they're stressful. We're not always happy in those situations. There's things we have to work through, right? But for some reason, diet culture has convinced us so well that we should be able to have a perfect body and perfect peace about our diet plan that leads to this perfect body. And it's just not true, at least not in my experience. Hey, you you feel free to reach out to me if you're like, no, I found the perfect diet and it's made me perfectly happy and perfectly healthy. Like if, if that's you, you go ahead and reach out to me. But I don't think I'm going to be getting any messages, right? Because real life, real bodies are messy, and we change. Aging is real. Our hormones are real. We're just as soon as we start to get our body figured out, it changes again. Oh, friends, if you want a better future, another diet, the brand new fitness plan, it's probably not the answer. Now, again, don't hear shame and condemnation. If you signed up for a new gym membership or if you just bought a new diet plan, I am not condemning you, my friend. I just want you to think bigger and broader. In fact, I would encourage you, if you feel desperation in this area, then you need to be in my coaching. You can do one-on-one coaching with me if you want to wait on that. That's probably not going to start until November after my groups are done. But September and October are all about my groups. I give my group members unlimited access to me via text and email. So if you are having a meltdown in the dressing room, you can text me. If you are having a meltdown at a dinner party with family members who are commenting on your weight, you can text me, okay? So I, I give my group members a lot of attention and a lot of individualized care and support, even though they are part of a group. And I think it could be a great experience for you if this is an area where you're struggling and maybe you've done the 61 diets. Hey, make number 62 not a diet. Make it my group coaching program. Okay, so we talked about the past. We talked about the future. Let's talk about the present. Ah. <sighs> You see, the thing is, why you really want another diet, why you really feel desperate for a change right now is not really about your body. It's about something else. And that's uncomfortable, right? Emotions are uncomfortable. But my friend, all of this stuff we feel around food is often related to stuff we're refusing to feel around our emotions. And so my hot coaching tip for today is what are you really feeling? You're probably not feeling body stuff as much as you think you're feeling body stuff. It may be, and I'll just give you where I'm at, it may be some sadness, right? My kids are getting older. Back to school time is a reminder of that. Things are changing. I feel them quickly slipping through my hands like, oh, our baby days are long gone. And now we're looking at college and Everything is changing and the world is spinning fast and it feels overwhelming and I can't control it. I can't stop it. So what do I want to control? I want to control my body. Or maybe it's loneliness, right? Maybe you feel like you just, COVID's been a long season of loneliness for so many people. 
Maybe you just feel like, I just want friends. And maybe the enemy has convinced you that the only way you're ever going to have friends is if you have a different body. It's not true that the enemy's told you that. Or maybe this is about something else, stress, right? When everything else in our lives feel out of control, another diet sure does sound good. That's a, a guarantee, it feels like, right? I'll just follow the plan and get the results. And when nothing else in life works out like that, it'd be nice to have one thing where I could just follow the plan and get the results. Again, that's not going to be long term, but it can sure feel that way. So where are you today, my friends? What's really going on under the surface? What are you really feeling or not wanting to feel? Is it stress? Is it sadness? Is it loss? Are you grieving something? What is it today that you need to stop and sit with in your feelings? Ooh, that's not comfortable. But stop and sit with to process that's not really about what's going on with your body at all. That is my tip for today. And I hope if you're thinking about finding the next plan, I hope I've caused you at least a little bit of pause before you jump in. It's not about the food. It's not about your body. And friend, the only one who really has the answers for you isn't me. (laughs) It's not the diet guru. It's not the fitness expert on YouTube. My friend, it's Jesus. He has the answers. He can handle it. Whatever it is you're struggling with, He's a friend to the lonely. He's, he offers peace to those of us who are stressed out. He offers to carry our loads for those of us who are overburdened. Friend, he is what we need more of, not more control over our food or more discipline in our exercise. We just need more Jesus. And if that feels kind of amorphous to you, if you're like, I don't really know how those two things connect, let's do some coaching. I'll show you how they connect, and I promise you it will change your life in a way that no diet plan or exercise plan ever could, because this kind of change is eternal, and you won't regret it. Well, that's all for today's show. I thank you for listening. If this show touched you, leave me a review or tell a friend about it. I hope you have a great week, and I hope something has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetohu.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetohu.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free.
The Compare To Podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, now available on the Edify Podcast app. Grab the Edify app in your Google Play Store or on the Apple Podcast app. You will be so glad you did. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. What happens when a writer and former history teacher goes toe-to-toe with his best friend, a nationally touring stand-up comedian? Total carnage, that's what. Two men enter and two men leave because that's how it works. (laughs) Actually, you get hilarious, real, and insightful conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. Join me, comedian Johnny W., and my pal, author, and speaker John Driver for Talk About That at lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.